Hey gang, hope everyone is doing well out there. I had uh, something else I, I spoke earlier in the week regarding time-restricted eating. And uh, just to recap, that is when you are eating during a certain window each day. So for example, you would eat each day between 12 p.m. and 6 p.m. So your window of eating would be that six hours. And then, of course, you would not be eating from 6 p.m. until 12 p.m. the following day. So that would be an 18-hour gap of not eating. And I, I spoke about, and again, just, just a quick summary, when you don't eat, you're not going to have insulin spikes. You know, insulin is not going to rise throughout the day. When that happens, it promotes a um, many different uh, physiological changes, but mainly it's a storage. Insulin, its primary role is, is, store, is storage for glucose. And a lot of times that can also be storage for fat. So if we can control our insulin levels, we have a huge advantage in terms of not only prevent, uh, preventing fat storage, but also when insulin is low, our body will start to look for other sources of energy, including glycogen in our liver and muscles, and also fat. We will start to burn fat, which of course is significant in terms of weight loss and overall health. But also, I, uh, I read uh, yesterday, and this is interesting, so let's just say you're, you're following that time-restrictive eating, and let's use the example I spoke of earlier from 12 to 6 p.m. And now let's add something else to this equation. There's more. It gets better. So you're, you stop eating at 6. So the next morning, you get up and you exercise. Not only do you exercise, but it's high-intensity strength training. And... With that mode of exercise, it will require your body to use a lot of the stored sugar, which we call glycogen. Glycogen is stored in the liver and in the muscles. So you haven't eaten since six. You get up and you, you hit the gym or you, you do your own exercise routine, which again is mainly consisting of strength, high-intensity strength training. This will will force your body to dig deep into those glycogen reserves. And what will happen is it will start to deplete those reserves. So that glycogen that is stored up will have to be used because of your, the, the type of exercise you're doing. And again, because you haven't eaten since six, six o'clock the following day. And once you have depleted those glyco glycogen stores, then we are where we really want to be because the body will have to rely on fat as its energy source. So it will start to go through fat storage and, and burn that for energy. So I just, again, something else we can, we can really direct ourselves and uh, to get into to fat burning mode. So I thought that was uh, something that could 
not only uh, you know that many people can do that we can all do, but what a great way uh, for overall health too. The the exercise not only for for depleting the glycogen, but the strength training can can be very beneficial in many different ways. Um, just thinking out loud, I, I read another study recently that uh, as we get older, of course, we we start to lose a lot of our strength and muscle. I I, I believe the age where they really um, have zeroed in on in terms of strength and muscle loss is around 40. That each decade after 40, it gets very very difficult to uh, to maintain our muscle mass and strength. And you just think of so many people who uh, you know older people, not even older people now. You know, people in their 60s and 70s who, who have a fall, who lose their balance, who break a hip, and it's just a downward spiral. And I think a lot of that is due to, to strength loss, to, to losing that muscle mass. So, boy, a lot of good things we, we can all do for a, uh, for a really quality-filled future for all of us. So, hope that helps you guys. Just wanted to pass it along. You guys all have a good, it's, it's uh, the evening here, so I'll say have a good night, and I will talk to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye.